Welcome back to another episode of Velocio by Batland Podcast, where we will talk about some of Ray's stuff you have never heard before, the story behind it all, and you will find out why Batland is called the wildest gravel challenge in Europe. My name is Maya and I will be your host today, but I have a very special guest with me, Ulrichs. I'm really bad at saying his last name, so I'll say the Spanish way, Bartholmus, and then he can say it this way because it's not the best. But yeah, uh, to start, uh, for the ones that don't know you, can you explain a bit of your story? Where do you come from? How did you start cycling? And what's your interest? Uh, what's your interest in long distance? So yeah, my name is uh, Ulrich, uh, originally from uh, from Munich, Germany. Uh, now spending most of my time um, in uh, Girona, Spain, and um, I actually started. Uh, cycling when i was young going to school um then i stopped because uh, i went to the flatter parts of germany for studies uh, was only riding the office chair for something like 10 years and um, then uh, rediscovered cycling um 10 years ago in 2013 got my first road bike uh, was doing a lot of um, one day events like gran fondo like races and um well i discovered the longer the races are the more i like them and um well let's say then it only got worse and um from one day races uh which i i started with i now ended up uh, doing events uh, ultra long distance uh, the longest one i just finished uh, this summer was four and a half thousand kilometer Uh, with quite some climbing of uh, 60,000 uh, meter. Um, so yeah, let's say I basically got addicted to long distance riding. Yeah, um, we know that about you, but I've heard that you used to train yourself, but uh, now you're in hands of a coach. What made the change? Yeah, um, until last year, I, I trained myself, that's true. And... Um, since uh, since december i'm working with uh, with john wakefield um and uh, he's uh, he's doing my uh, my training and um doing a lot of uh, performance testing with him and um well i was up for some change because um training and uh, doing it uh, yourself requires um a lot of discipline and um actually i got a bit um like let's say lazy if you if you prescribe yourself um like intervals uh, i don't know four sets and if nobody is looking after it you stop after three because i don't know the sun is too bright or something you just you just find a reason and because roostic it's is near, no? uh, roostic <laughs> is near and then you cannot finish the interview uh, the, the the interval or something and um Yeah, that's why I was just uh, just up for a change, and uh, now someone um, is looking at my training data, and um, that makes it a bit different, and it's an interesting experience. Actually, I'm. Uh, it seems that I'm pretty good in recovery, but still, um, I learned that I can improve. Um, so training this year, uh, I did a lot more um, together with John. Um, did a lot more of strength training uh, went to the gym um, and was not only training on the bike and this I felt actually helped me after Tour Divide that the strain on the body was not 
that massive. Um, so from the physical point of view, um, after Tour Divide, um, I felt pretty good. It was more um, a mental thing that I was super tired afterwards, but um, that was only for yeah for a week or something, and it got better. And um, for me in general, it helps um, if I continue riding, even if it's only two, do- two hours a day and really easy. But um, I feel much better if I just keep on spinning um, than if I just stop and do nothing. Then it really gets it gets worse for me. What's up with your crazy training hours? Do you love to see the sunrise every day, or why do you train at 4 a.m. every morning? Well, actually, I get up at five, not at four. <laughs> um, <laughs> so <Sorry>. that's. Uh, <laughs> that's uh that's pretty decent um no i i like training in the in the early morning because uh i still have to um still have to do some work um sitting on the on the computer doing um something completely different um and uh doing the riding and the training in the morning saves me like the first five coffees so <laughs> i'm already awake if i uh, if i come to the to the desk and start working so that's the my main reason why i train in the morning nice. and the right and the, the roads are uh, not not crowded at all and it's super calm and it's just just a super nice time of the day But I didn't tell everybody that's hearing us. Uh, we're live today and we have an audience, so it's nice to see people's faces. And I know everybody wants to know what's um, what's your typical day. Get up early. Uh-huh. Get up at five. Five. Go go out for uh, for training. Something um, between two hours. Uh, Tomorrow I have four and a half hours, which is uh, which is a longer training. So I will be back at um, at ten something. Um, then just a quick shower, a quick breakfast, and um, then um, yeah, on the computer to work. And um, I do something completely different. I do um, management consulting for um, digital and um, IT projects. Um, so. Uh, Yeah, mainly spending the day on the computer doing meetings, stuff like this. And um, well, the evening is um, uh, is is reserved for family and like free time. Um, so that's um, that's a typical day. That's why um, I train also in the morning that I can spend uh, the the evening or the afternoon uh, with my family. What time do you go to bed? At between ten and eleven. You're not really typical Spanish yet. Uh, <laughs> I actually started to become more Spanish by having dinner only at eight. <laughs> they don't even open restaurants at eight. They open at eight thirty. Uh, there, there are some restaurants um, that open at seven, and we <laughs> never make a reservation because we are the first people there. If you are from Germany and you are standing there right on point at seven, you always get a place. And when we finish dinner, like slowly, slowly Spanish people come and <laughs> we already finished. So that's good. And you finish a long ride at 10. But people here wake up at nine. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, well. Do you go out by yourself? Yeah. 
<laughs> I, I, it's it's hard to find, but it's not uh, it's not a problem of um, of Spain. It also um, is a problem in Germany. You will not find too many people that are ready for it at five to set off for a ride. So, who wants to go for a ride at five tomorrow? Oh, you have one here. Okay. <laughs> so, sometimes we meet on the road out there <laughs> when he is going to work. I am. Near Just, rustic, I've heard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we have seen you do pretty good on the road, uh, ultra cycling races. But what got you into gravel? Well, uh, actually, my first ever gravel thing uh, was Badlands two years ago um, in uh, 2021. Um, David, uh, the organizer, convinced me um, to to come to Badlands. I finished uh, Transiberica just two weeks before, and he said, "Come to Badlands." And I said, <laughs> "No, because I'm still tired. I did uh, three and a half thousand kilometer on Transiberica." I said, "No, I just need some rest." And he was still like, "Yeah, come. It's a good idea. It's a nice, nice event and nice area and everything." And I said, "No, I'm just tired." And he insisted and said, "Like, I have to. You have to come." And I said, "I don't even have a gravel bike." And um, then he introduced me to to Janos, who was uh, working uh, for for Scott back then. And he said, "Like, yeah, no problem. I will bring you a gravel bike." And they literally brought a gravel bike two days before the race. So I got a gravel bike uh, for Badlands, which I have never ridden before. And I did my very first um, gravel race or my very first gravel ride, actually, um, was Badlands. Wow. Badlands is your first gravel race. And what did you think about it? What did you like about Badlands? Well... <laughs> um, <laughs> I like the I like the scenery and um, the whole landscape. It's um, it's just mind blowing. Um, that was uh, that was super nice and uh, and the whole experience was uh, was somehow special. Um, but uh, there were a few things where I learned fast. I have to improve. And um, well, if you go out for your first ever gravel ride and it's Badlands, that's well, there is something you can learn. Have you ever been in Granada or Andalusia before? Uh, yeah, we traveled. Um, we were there uh, two years before in, in 2019. So I knew the, the area um, around the Sierra Nevada. Um, but actually, um, I was not visiting the badlands and all the gullies and the, the landscapes Gorafa desert and everything we were not there so this was uh, was totally new to me and absolutely fascinating what's your favorite part of the route in badlands oh there are a few um sections so um Gorafa desert is definitely uh, one of my favorite sections um the other one is um, when you climb um, Sierra Nevada and um, you head down to Nihar, which is uh, like above this whole plastic valley before the sea. Like, I guess it's the biggest uh, greenhouse thing in the world. And you can see it from space. And if you head down there from the mountains and you see this whole thing, which is reflecting the sun. And I was um, 
I was there there in the early morning. That's um that's something really special because uh, the whole route appears a bit remote, so you don't see that much civilization um, until then, and it's um, around like 500 kilometers in. Um, you barely cross any villages and stuff, and then you head down there and you see this massive thing of civilization. Um, that's that's something crazy, and there are a few um, few pretty special sections um, on the on the route that are just just super beautiful. What do you remember being your best moment in Badlands in the two years you've done the race? Oh, finishing. <laughs> <laughs> really, I've seen you the two years finishing, <laughs> and they look so tired. It's incredible. Yeah, actually, um, you are tired after. Um, I mean, the hard thing about Badlands is um, for me, it's um, it's not uh, the length of the race and it's not not the elevation, but what makes it special um, is uh, is actually the heat, um, and uh, you don't have so many chances of resupply, um, so you really have to take care um, and have to carry uh, enough liquid and stuff. And um, that makes it a bit more, a bit more um, exhausting um, than something else. Uh, 700 kilometers don't have to be that um, exhausting as Badlands is, but it's uh, it's special because of the heat. And um, the the first year, 2021, was even worse. And um, in Gorafa Desert, um, I had uh, 48 degrees on my Garmin. Um, last year it was it was pretty chill it was only 42 um so <laughs> you you have to like it what do you usually carry of liquid like uh if someone's doing the race what would you recommend to carry as much as you can the first year as i said um the first year 2021 i did uh with uh with two bottle uh with two bottles and that's that that's the worst thing you can do um, last year I went with uh, three bottles and a two-liter um, hydration bladder in the in the backpack, and um, that's something like three three and a half liter, um, and that's fine. But uh, you still have to take uh, or you still have to make sure um, to always or you have to study the route before and you have to know where you safely can can resupply water and then you have to do it just stock up water especially during day um, whenever you can and um, there are a few um, stretches like if you enter um, the Gorafa Desert in Gore make sure to get like as much as you can and even stuff I don't know two bottles of extra water just in your um in your jersey or wherever um just take it and um i mean if you don't want to drink it you can still put it over your head and just try to cool down a bit mm -hmm. um but you cannot you cannot carry enough water there it's it's a good recommendation you're entering the only desert in europe so mm -hmm. take water equipment wise what changed from year one to year two and then what would you change for this year? Actually, um, 
equipment wise i haven't changed too much the only and the major change um i did was um was the liquid thing so three bottles and the bladder um that was the that was the biggest change um in the first year i also had um a two by setup um on the on the gears um one by is uh, is totally fine you don't well i ended up riding the whole thing in the small chain ring so it's whether climbing or rough descents so you don't need there is nothing there are only a few um flat parts uh, but you don't need need a two by setup um i think you also don't need um aero bars except uh, you need it somehow for your wrists or something but um without aero bars it's totally fine because you ha you don't have the flat parts so <laughs> um and i always try to go um as lightweight as possible um because you have everything you take with you you have to carry up um the climbs and that could be really steep so um actually i haven't changed too much and also for this year um i will ride basically the same setup like last year gravel bike 40 or what do you go uh the last two years i did on 40 um and this year as well 40 or 45 i don't know but um i think it doesn't make a major difference because uh whether the gravel is good and then you are fine on 40 as well uh, or um there is a section after um almaria um where the gravel is so bad that even 45 don't help you so um it, it doesn't matter if you if you go with 45 there and it's it's a relatively short section it's it's uh, it's a climb about 10 kilometers which is super rough and loose big chunks of gravel well it's not actually gravel but it's <laughs> it's just hard mountainy um, gravel yeah you would enjoy it on 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 2.3 inch tires something like this but um not on a gravel bike at all but in total in general 40 45 millimeter and you will be fine um how to control the pace um on badlands um if everyone goes crazy um in the beginning um I don't know in badlands it's um it's somehow special the first year i did it 2021 um was the year where the roaster was incredibly strong with um alistair brownlee with uh janos wintermantel with uh mattia de Marchi, with paul foss uh i don't know there were like 10 people where you say god damn and um we went out and uh the pace was uh was just crazy 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 um i did something like four and a half even more what per kilogram for the first five hours and uh, we arrived at Gurafe 45 minutes earlier than the year before Lachlan Morton did and the organizer thought what Lachlan did was the craziest and fastest thing which they have ever seen and the year after 
like eight guys came 45 minutes earlier on the same route. It was just insane. And what happened afterwards, um, literally 90% of the guys literally died. It was just a bit too hard. Um, I was aware that it's probably not a good idea to follow it, but I still was aware I could maintain it. And I I suffered a lot afterwards and it was a, was a tough time. Um, but still I was able to, to carry on. And um, in general, in Badlands, it's um, last year it was different. Um, the, the first hours were a bit more calm. Um, but yeah, in general, you have or you should control your pace. And you should keep in mind um, the race is not won on the first climb. And um, especially on Badlands, you just leave. Um, you leave Granada and you go up directly from kilometer two or something. And you don't have any warm up and nothing. And if you go too hard there, you will regret it. So better control your pace. But um, yeah, I know I'm, I'm a bad example for it to say that I did good the last years to control my pace i know but i can try again yeah and clothing do you take a spare pair of bibs do you take uh, anything spare do you take a sleeping bag sleeping system do you take a raincoat or well sleeping system uh, i only carry um a rescue blanket because uh I tried to finish um, in two uh, uh, in two days. The last years I did um, two days, um, so I only have a rescue blanket for if I get too tired. Um, then it's useful. Rescue just rescue blanket or rescue BB? Uh, blanket. Blanket. Yeah, it's even more lightweight, okay. so it's uh, like literally <laughs> big as uh, big as a smartphone, um, and. Uh, yeah, well, uh, raincoats and stuff. The last year's not because, um, well, for two days the, rain, uh, the the weather is pretty much predictable. And if it's super hot, then you don't need a raincoat. And if it starts raining for any reason, you will get dry again. Even at night, it's um, it's super warm. It's twenty degrees something. Um, and uh, well, a second pair of bib shorts um, could be useful um, depending on how you how long you plan to go um, because uh, last year I ended up with really 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 bad saddle sores um, because of the uh, um, because of all the sand um, I mean if it's that hot you sweat a lot and if the bibs are wet and then all the dust and the sand coming off the, the rear tire and it's getting directly in direction of your bib and um, then it's um, yeah it could be a good idea to uh, just have a second pair of bib shorts which is not totally covered in dust and sand we know you love red but would you choose a red jersey red shorts uh, what color is your racing kit this year will be this year uh, will be a uh, um a red bib yeah i knew that <laughs> oh, yeah and um the jersey will be a surprise 
no coffee. Um, I I use uh, I drink coffee. I like uh, I like drinking coffee. Um, I drink coffee a lot, a good coffee, um, but I don't use um, coffee on races um, because I think it's the same with. Um, I don't take painkillers or something, and um, I just believe it changes. Um, yeah, how your body can tell you something, and um, if your body wants to tell you that you are tired and you have to sleep, um, then I at least should hear it. Um, so I don't take coffee or coffee in pills on races. Um, just for example, on Tour Divide, um, for the last night I bought like four Red Bulls because I just wanted to go through the last one. I just wanted to finish it. So then I, I guess I drank like three of them and it was just like, <laughs> like, like this, this, this Duracell rabbit, like going, going crazy. And then it really, it really works. But normally I don't use coffee. <laughs> Now we will play a little game. I'll ask you a quick, a quick question and you'll have to answer it with one or two words. Cycling, day or night? Night. Sweet or salty? Sweet. Favorite food? Snickers. <laughs> sleep or no sleep? No sleep. Gravel or mountain bike? Monster gravel. <laughs> Raised in Europe or America? Rest of the world. <laughs> nice answer. Uh, worst racing moment? Not racing. <laughs> music or no music while riding? Uh, no music. Your favorite place in the world to ride? I haven't seen it yet. We'll have to find it. Nice, we'll have to find it. Thank you all for listening to us today. We will have another very special guest with our next episode. So thank you for joining us today. And we're looking forward to bringing you the next Velocio by Badlands podcast. See you next time. Thank you. Thank you.